Hello, Formula One fans, and welcome back to F1 in Focus. We are the only Formula One podcast where a Dutch and Englishman can very much get along in the world of Formula One while having civil discussions, race recaps, and of course, discussing racing food and beverages. On show number five, we will have to start with missing the Grand Prix of Singapore due to unforeseen personal circumstances. Um, so we are really sorry for that. It uh, wasn't quite what we planned, but sometimes life gets in the way. So sorry for that before we start today's show. But on today's show, we talk about the Grand Prix of Japan. We talk Max Verstappen being crowned world champions. Uh, Latifi actually getting a point from some of his last races. Some great racing actually going on in the Japanese Grand Prix. The drivers finding the team for the next season. Tractors on track. And of course, the Kegels F1 rules bring at times. Or shall we almost say most of the time. And all that. And trying to do that in the next 45 minutes or so. So let's start our onions and away we go. My name is John. And with me is my dear friend, the man with the best hair in the biz. It's none other than James Hazel. Hello, James. Hello again. How are you doing? I'm quite right, mate. Uh, world yeah. champion, second time in a row. Dutch yeah. go nuts. Although I think all Dutch were either on a mat or already turned off the television because you texted me, he's world champion, or what's going on? When I ran back to my television, I was like, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a mess. Uh, what? I think the running theme of this podcast, for me at least, is just going to be ranting about Formula One in general. <laughs> uh, I think it's fair, though. Yeah. And that is just one instance of it. Like you have like some of the best technical minds in the world and they can't figure out the rules or even basic maths <laughs> to some extent. I mean, that's mainly because of the interpretation of the rules, but I think yeah. in the end, the rules were f- fair. The weird the, thing here my, is though, uh, just to summarize, I think. of the people, viewers, commentators, everyone, even the teams thought we were racing for half points, right? Everyone did, yeah. Um, The FIA showed some graphics during the race showing, hey, Max gets 25 points, Leclerc gets 18 points. Okay, but that means he's world champion. And everyone said that's wrong. Yeah. The actual rules say when a race is flagged off, so uh, finished under a red flag, then they look at how much they actually driven yeah. in percentage, and that's how they divide the points. So more than 75 driven is full points, 50% maximum driven is half points, etc., etc. Yeah. all the way down. So down that if you finish a race on the red flag and we didn't, didn't drive too much, you can actually, but more than two laps, you can actually only get points when you're top eight, I think, Eve. Yeah, and those those laps cannot be interrupted by a safety car. They have to be clean laps. They can't be safety car or VSC. Exactly. So two laps in a row without safety car. And we have a race when it finishes on a red flag. Yeah. The thing is, this race didn't get red flagged. It did get a red flag in between. Yeah, we it kind finished. of suspended, but not yeah. ended. Yeah. But we did actually finish the race. So that's why we got the full points. Yeah, it's and the fact if, that it resumed. Yeah. If you look back at the rules and you keep this explanation in mind and you read it then, you're like, yeah, actually, yeah, I, I think it's, it's all just, fine. It's just an oversight. But also I think it, there's a couple of things here that says a lot about Formula 1 in general. The first one is that, going back to you, what you were saying at the start of this, uh, about them putting the points up on the screen and everyone just saying, well, that's wrong. That's because the FIA or Formula One and its broadcast often gets um, these graphics wrong about things. So it's not unusual for somebody to look at that and just say, ah, that's just wrong. They've just got it wrong. Like how many times have we... so many times this year with different tire sets. How many times have we covered it even on this podcast? Yeah, with like tires or gaps and stuff like that, where like there was that one time, uh, was it Lewis or Russell flicked to like a different compound of tire and then flicked back again? And it was like, yeah, it was just a... A glitch in the yeah, yeah I, I the, remember saying to you oh no russell's going too hard he said now can't be i'm looking at him as yellows yeah like, oh and, and it was just it was just a mistake yeah. on the graphic like uh, they the graphic gets something wrong almost guaranteed every weekend so when those points come up and everyone just looks at it and goes well they're wrong was, you know they've just put the wrong graphics up or it hasn't taken into account that it's a shorter race so that 
that to me straight that also says a lot about Formula One that they they get so much wrong even on that it graphical shows a lot level about, yeah. of presenting information to the viewer, which but, that's not good for a start. No, but even be- I'll make one better there. If it's the visual representation of informing your viewer, which is your sole responsibility as a I don't know producer director, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, like in football, between matches, you can sometimes you get explanations. Everyone knows the rules, right? But sometimes you even get explanations. Or I was watching, I don't know, I think I was watching cricket lately, in the night, sitting on my couch, just turning on some sports with cricket. And some things actually got explained. So they mentioned yeah. terminology, and I got a terminology on the side on the side of the screen. I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they do that with all kinds of sports. If this is if the FIA is fully aware this is a 25 race point, a full race points, how much effort is it to put just one or two graphics in? I know, I know yeah. which, which is it the favorite food of Valtteri Bottas because of these graphics. Why can't they put in a, this is just a full point race if it finishes on the track of flag, it's full points? Yeah. I, I, don't under, <laughs> I don't understand why they don't explain that. And how do they not realize that even their own feed is talking about it being half points or quarter points? Even they're upset it. Even they're... Yeah. Mobile app set. Everything about points. And not only that, it took until like halfway through the interviews at the end of the race when Johnny Herbert giving the interviews seemed to get it kind of radioed into his ear through the little earpiece he's wearing and pulls bloody Max Verstappen back. He's like, oh, yeah, it turns out you're world champion. Like, how do they get it that wrong? Like, they've had an entire cooldown lap. They've not made any announcements or anything like that. And it's not until almost like five minutes after the checkered flag, really. But, you know, by the time the cars have done the cool-down lap, the drivers have got out, they've done the little celebrations with the team, the interviewers got ready and they start doing the interviews, you know, they've been weird and all the rest of it. Like, time has passed. How are we only just learning about it at this point? Like, it, to me, the FIA were caught with the pants down a little bit here as well, and they were just like, oh, yeah, forgot about this in the rules. <laughs> Dope. Um, <laughs> but the silly thing was, Max was given an interview, and uh, then he, he got he, he stepped away, he gave the Cap microphone Paris. to, to yeah. Le, first to Leclerc. Leclerc said, "No, I got a penalty, so I'm probably on third. So you go ahead, Paris. Like, oh, okay, this is weird. Max was thinking, okay, that means my gap is a little bit bigger. Oh, I'm one point short. Our interviewer from the Dutch television goes to Christian Horner and says, I think you became world champion now, right? If you got full points, because that's what the FI was saying. And Christian says, no, no. I just want to make sure, but I think we're one point short, even yeah. with Leclerc on third position. So you know what? Let's not celebrate just yet. Then Max gets pulled to the podium. The interviewer asks Christian, are you now world champion? And even Christian Horner says, I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. They go back to st- to the stage, right? As to get on the, on the podium. Max goes up. In the meanwhile, he got whispered in his ear, made you one point short. He takes off his cap. Get off his towel, take a drink. And they say, hey, congrats for the World Championship. I think it was Jensen Button that said it to him. Yeah, he, like, came, he came into yeah. the cool-down room. It's yeah. like, uh, no, mate, I'm one point short uh, next yeah. week, mate. Or like two weeks or something. And they say, no, no, you're in. You go sit in this weird Christmas chair, Santa Claus chair or something. <laughs> they they prepared a chair for him. With a, I don't know, it, was really, it looked really weird. But he keep thinking yeah. on him. That he had to sit there for like five seconds. He was actually sitting like, I don't know if this is actually correct. He didn't actually celebrate anything yet. He goes out to stage thinking he's not a world champion because in the meanwhile, while he gets off that big Santa Claus seat, they tell him you're one point short. (laughs) He goes on the stage. They give him the normal trophies. (laughs) He gets off the stage and people tell him, oh, you did actually become world championship. Please sign here. (laughs) Uh, It just sums up Formula One for the last couple of years, really. I mean, I get that Formula One is a complex sport, but when it comes to scoring points at the end of the race, surely it shouldn't be that complex that even the teams don't understand and don't realize. Like, it should be crystal clear. Or get I, informed. I think what's, dead hard. I think what's happened is they've fixed the rule that everyone was really upset about with Spa, which was like, we do one lap behind the safety car to see if we can go racing. Well, to see if we can go racing. They were never going to go racing. They do a lap, and then they can say, oh, well, we've had a race. We did one lap, and they dish out some points. They wanted to fix that because people were not happy about that. 
they have fixed that because now it's you you know you've got to do a minimum of two laps clean no safety car for any points to be awarded but then they haven't looked at what happens if you get a red flag and then you manage to resume again and i think that has been missed it's never happened before either by the way it's, well stuff like this has happened i mean they've never finished in the circumstances actually have they not no because the last like... time they actually ended on the red on the red flag I feel last I feel time like, it happened a couple of races ago. No, but I mean this finish on the red flag. No, but I mean this situation where you start the race, you stop the race, and then you start the race again, but you don't get to finish all the ra all the laps because it's called by time. Because I feel like that happened. Maybe oh, maybe that was before they started doing the timing yeah. thing. Because there was like China and there was Canada, wasn't there? There was a couple of examples I can think of where it like chucked it down. And then we were just like we're hanging around for hours and then we started the race again. We had it this year in Monza where the time ticked down, but it got flagged off because of Ricardo crashing. And yeah. then, then on the red flag and 75% driven. Yeah. So it was like, okay, but full this, point race. This situation, it's just feel, a loophole. If, and I it think feels like, yeah, it feels like it hasn't been considered. And when they fixed one set of rules, they haven't looked at the domino effects and all the other rules that need fixing. Because if you're going to say, okay, you've done you've done less than 25% of a race. So you've only done like five laps and it's red flagged and we don't get to go racing again. You get 25% points or whatever it is, yeah. or one third points, whatever. Why? I can, and I, this is where I can understand the team's thinking is because why, why wouldn't that same reduction in points apply if you only race 25%, but over two, separate stints of a race, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cause what could have happened today is we could have had like half a lap without a safety car and then a red flag and everyone comes in. So we haven't, at that point, we haven't actually had a race to be able to dish, dish out any points. And then it could have been that the track didn't dry up until there was 15 minutes to go. So they start the race with 15 minutes. They go out behind the safety car, you know, you do like two or three exploratory laps around the safety, uh, behind the safety car that burns five minutes and then you get racing and you, you might only you end two up, laps and you finish off the race. You, you might only end up getting points. like a three or four lap race uh. and get full points for it. Yeah. Because those are the rules at the moment. That is, that is going to get fixed ne before next season. Guaranteed. Uh, it will be, uh, but this is, so when it happened and um, we were chatting and I was actually running between television and getting my kids ready for swimming class. And I actually halfway yeah. through swimming class, I saw, hey, he's jumping, go back, go back to your seat now. Like, oh, <laughs> weird. Um, then I didn't make any sense. But thinking about it, when something like this is in a rule book and when something like this happens once in, I don't know, 30, 40 years, and it's part of a new rule change, it is so hard to go from. I think the only thing which we can really blame the FIA or, uh, or production for is the fact that we didn't see any graphics. I think it wasn't too hard to inform with a message. They send emails all the time. They're in contact with yeah. the leaders all the time. I mean, they, we, like I said, we know what Valtteri's Bottas' favorite animal is. And I, I, I yesterday saw that uh, Lando's favorite movie is Happy, is Happy Gilmore. Then it should be too hard to just send <laughs> yeah. a message out. Hey, guys, this is when it gets checkered flag, it's kind of a full point race. I mean, yeah, the, but this kind of also goes back a little bit to what I was saying a minute ago, and that is that I don't think they fully realized and they fully knew because otherwise it would have been played all over the screens and blasted everywhere. Well, the second Leclerc came third. Here's another thing. <laughs> we, knew, we knew what the points, we knew what was required of Verstappen and Leclerc going into the race on Eight like point four difference. points. So, yeah, so we knew what, what needed to happen if it was full points. So if they knew it was full points and they know that I suppose they needed to decide about Leclerc's penalty, didn't they? That wasn't guaranteed. So that actually killed a bit of time. I forgot about that because Leclerc really, he crossed the line second and then they gave him the five second penalty. And then they said, okay, Max, you're the champion. But yeah, so, there's so, two things so there. maybe, maybe the FIA did know about the full points thing, in which case, yeah, they should have, um, they should have communicated that with the audience. And with the teams and all they had to do was put that in the broadcast and just say, because the race is resumed, it's full points. Yeah. That's all you need. 
You can put yeah. a bit about which section of the rules covers that. If the teams want to check it or whatever, fine, whatever. But um, I still think, and I've, I, I can't remember if I said it on this podcast or if I've definitely said it to you, and that is like going back to coming up with scenarios and covering scenarios and having rules for scenarios. How hard is it for the FIA to have a team of people that this is just their job? Just imagine up scenarios and just think, what happens if this happens? Go through the rules. Does it make sense? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we'll leave it like that. What happens if this happens? Because this isn't an un, this isn't a scenario that can't become that would be completely unexpected. This has to be a scenario that you would imagine would happen somewhere. Oh, it, better yet, it's something they must have thought about because they did resume the race. Exactly. They could have just as easy called so they've off thought and about they it like, at some we, point. Yeah. But what I mean is it feels like they've thought about it based on the rules where you just got points just for starting the race, yeah. even behind a safety car. And rather than like how they've adjusted it recently for this season, where you have to have clean laps. And rolling because start against also, the standing start. There was a little couple, couple of things where like, wasn't it supposed to be a red flag into standing start these days? Because I mean, I'd, I, this is a genuine question that I don't know if you'll be, you'll even be able to answer. I don't know. But the other thing is, so they've got this set of rules, right? You've got to do a minimum of two laps in a safety car for the rules to count or the laps to count or the, race results count and to dish out any kind of points. But then we have another rule saying if the race is resumed, um, it's full points. Now does that, if the race is resumed rule also say, but it has to be clean laps and it has to be a minimum of a number of clean laps. Cause what happens if you do a lap behind the safety car or you do a start and it ends up going behind the safety car, like we had today with science's crash. I think the, f the first one goes now. The other one is a section B, so to speak. Right. So I think the first one always goes first. You need to have two laps, then this is what happens. Right. And the two laps, that means zero points, means the rest of the So in that case, is that because the second part of the rule is actually being thought about based on the first part of the rule? Yeah, I think or so. Or is it just accidentally lingering there? And But even still, have they not thought about this? Like, you know, even if we had 10 laps today, rather than like half a lap before the first safety car came out when you get a red flag. And that red flag might have just purely been because we had like torrential rain because it's typhoon season. And then you only get another... was typhoon season. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but then you only get, like I said earlier, a minute ago or two, like what if you would then only get two laps at the end of the, like the, the three hour window or whatever it is for the race to take place in. So you've had 10 laps, which you would say, okay, that's like one third points or how, whatever. I can't mm -hmm. remember what it is. And then you get two laps and then suddenly it's like, oh, well, they're full, that's full points because we've resumed, even yeah. though it's only been two points late. How has nobody considered this? No, that's, I think that's a very fair point. There's another Viewers point might not, but we're, we're not the rule makers and we're not the people making all uh, of this money and spending all of this money yeah. I think to come up with this. I think very much the teams weren't aware of it. Christian Horner saying, I'm actually not sure. Let's just wait for the celebration. Yeah. I mean, that says it all. The other thing which really confused me, normally it says the time runs down, right? If you have a three-hour race. Yeah. And you have a plus one lap. Yeah. Oh, they called it early, didn't but, they, by accident? But oh, Marx well. went over the, over the line with two seconds remaining. And they called Which that the final lap, didn't they? They but called that the final lap. But I, I, I think myself, but I think even everyone from Red Bull was like, you know what? That means you need to be, there's two laps remaining. Yeah. So they it's, actually said to Checo, you got two more, two more attempts to take Leclerc. Yeah. Then what happened is Max went past the line and said, man, it's over. And even the, um, uh, there's no television, there's no recordings. I saw at least there's no, nobody saw Max going over the finish line. No. No, it didn't. So because we were normally at... it would cut to that. Yeah, it was. It was another. It was just another mistake by the FAA. They called it because I think what what happens um, when has this happened before? I feel like something very similar to this has happened before. When they call the final lap, they can't go back on that, and they basically just have to call the race one lap short. This yeah. happened 
This yeah, there was a flag off somewhere in the US, maybe. I think there was somewhere a flag off where Will Smith maybe yeah. be the one that actually called it off. It, late. Or, or Christina Aguilera. Some, some celebrity waved it a lap too soon or something. Yeah, this, this has happened in like the last two or three years. Someone waved the final lap flag yeah. one lap early. And because they did that, they had to then, it's just part of procedure or whatever, but because <laughs> they'd effectively took, warned all the drivers it's the final lap, they then have to end it that following lap. Yeah. So I think that's what happened. They they accidentally called it the final lap, and then it was like, oh, we can't cheat. We can't go back on that. Even though technically he crossed the line with two seconds to spare. So really the next time he came around would have been the final lap, and then we would have got the checkered flag after that. Yeah. And this makes it even weirder because what happened is Mox had a 27-second lead, right? So that's something about, I mean, drive the day was Mox Stopper was perfect. Like no one can say something about him, right? Just... It's the only one that sort of made the rain work for him and just drove a second lap away from everyone. Yeah. Uh, so deserved win and nothing to win. But when it was, if it was be full points, what he needed was an eight point lead to Leclerc. That means if he wins and he gets fastest lap, he wins the world championship no matter what happens. Yeah, and I think they would have gone for that fastest lap. He would have. have. He had twenty seven second lead. There's a twenty one second you need for the pit stop there. Yeah. He asked Red Bull, "Shall we go in? Shall we do it? Right?" And, and they said, yeah, yet. don't risk it. If Red Bull knew it was a full uh, point, they would always say, yeah, go for it, mate. Let's try yeah. it. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, I think they would have done that. I mean, we've, right? talked about, we've talked about this before, haven't we, about like risking pitting for... You can either win stuff. it here or you can win it in two weeks then, right? So why not try it? That's the thing. There's no point, there's no point in not risking it. He's, he was guaranteed to win the championship. And now he was like, you know what? It's raining. Um, or it's, it's all right. And it's half points anyway. So what, it doesn't yeah. matter. That one point doesn't matter. Yeah. So, and he had such a buffer. Like they could have just done a nice slow three or four second pit stop. And exactly, he was still easily. out with breathing space. Well, when, when, I'm one, when an extra lap, he would have actually might still do it. But now it's like, hey, Mag, that was it. Was like, oh, okay. So we missed the celebration from Max winning. That was weird. Max couldn't know that he was world champion because Leclerc finished second, right? Yeah. What I found amazingly strange is that last week we took two and a half hours in Singapore for Perez to get a penalty or not a penalty or just a five-second penalty and didn't change yeah. anything. Yeah. It took him two and a half seconds to decide that um, Leclerc should get a penalty. Yeah. I think a fully deserved penalty. But still, the difference in timing there is extraordinary. I have one problem with this, and it goes back to Silverstone. When Perez, Perez does the same. cut yeah. the corner, gained an advantage, and then pushed Leclerc off the track when he re-entered the track. And he didn't get a penalty for that. That is the one time where... that is the, that is That is like one of the main reasons why I thought like... If if it wasn't for the fact that you know Max is already celebrating, he's won the championship. It doesn't make any difference anyway. Like there's no point in Ferrari fighting this. But any, under any other circumstances, Ferrari should have appealed that decision. And yes, technically, I think he probably should have got a penalty for what he did. But I would just point back to Silverstone and just say you didn't punish Perez for doing an even worse maneuver than that. Like where is the consistency here? That was this season as well, after you started yeah. like changing the rules on like how far alongside someone has to be to be deemed like entitled to space and stuff like that. Like it's just another problem, Formula One. There is no consistency. Even when they rewrite or tweak the rules, they still don't apply the like, you know, they change the rules to try and promote better fighting and stuff and in anticipation for like these um, new aerodynamic rules that's supposed to make the fighting closer, and that is definitely happening. But then they don't apply them properly. And st- st- I, 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 yeah, I don't uh, want to get too wound up about Silverstone, but I just look back at that and I think, why was that a penalty today when you look at what it, what Perez did at Silverstone? No, uh, I think the other way around, right? This was a clear penalty, but so should have been Perez in Silverstone. Yes, exactly, yeah. But I think that it gives Ferrari a case to be able to say, well... He did far worse back then, and he didn't get a penalty, so why are we getting a penalty here? Yeah, I mean, Noto was fair, though. He said afterwards, and I don't think we should have deserved a penalty. Hmm. I could have pointed towards Silverstone. I would have fighted, but I'm not going to ruin someone's party. Exactly. There's no point. celebrating two weeks anyways, At this, now, at this so. point in the season, there's no point doing it, because Max, it, they're, they're, Leclerc's not going to win the championship this year, he, even if he'd finished second. 
he needed to win that half point. Down and Max yeah. didn't need to score yeah. any points. Yeah, Max would have to start like DNFing every race. It's just not going to happen. So and Leclerc to win every race. So. Exactly. So it was, it was not going to happen. So there's, in some ways, there's no point doing it. And the drivers, uh, sorry, the constructors' championship is effectively over as well, isn't it? So Ferrari have got nothing to gain from from doing it. If it had been like four races ago, I could see that they would have done, but yeah, today no point. No, I it. It shows sportsmanship, though. I think that's, yeah, uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. That's quite right. So one two for Red Bull in Japan. Yep. Max World Championship. Yeah, twelve wins this season already. So yeah, uh, fourteen wins for Red Bull this season. That's yeah, it's pretty impressive though. It and, uh, in a season where we thought it would be very tight. Yeah, it's it's a little bit surprising. I mean, even before this season started, we thought it was probably going to be a little bit closer than it has been with in like the past with where Mercedes had been dominating for a few years. And then at the start of the season, it looked like it was certainly going to be a close fight between Ferrari and Red Bull. And it's just, I mean, Ferrari have screwed themselves up a number of times, but they also just, they haven't been consistently quick like Red Bull have been. Red Bull, Red Bull have turned up to every track. And if they haven't been the fastest car, they've been the second fastest car. And for uh, Ferrari haven't really quite done that. You know, there's been times where Ferrari have been like fighting with the Mercedes, where Red Bull have just like disappeared off into the distance. Yeah, I think Mox had two DNFs at the start of the season. They race one and race three, right? That's right. Yeah, um, which gave Leclerc for Leclerc had two. Yeah, Leclerc got uh, Leclerc got two wins, and a second he, place. he won the two races that uh, that Max and um, DNF second when Max won the second race. Yeah, so, so he had like a fifty point fifty odd point advantage yeah. in three races. And uh, so that that seemed different, but besides that, Max has almost except Monaco he came third. The rest he either won or became second. Yeah, mostly everything he won, and he came two met two races where he was off. Last week Singapore where he yeah. wasn't racing his best race, but also got screwed over, really screwed over in qualifying, of course. Yeah, and then he had a really bad start, didn't he? So yeah, he uh, he had a fun race, I think, but not a bad, not a good result, but still got in seventh. So still scores points. Yeah. And I think in Silverstone where he got punished for a nasty crash where he got many, many damage, much damage on him. Uh, oh, but he still the aero damage, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah so, he, But he still came in seventh with fighting with Mick. And I think uh, was very much... So that shows something about his consistency this year. I don't think you can say Mox made... Maybe one slip up in Spain, but that's about it. Mostly. Yeah, there's, a little, Spain, there's so. a little... 180 in Hungary that cost him no time yeah, that was at all. Show, that was show. That was a show. <laughs> yeah, that was just like, I'm so far ahead or I'm doing so well, I can just, just do a little pirouette here. <laughs> but that's it. I think he showed real dominance, right, this season. Just styling on the grid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. I mean, well, Leclerc today it just kind of reinforces what we've talked about. Uh, 27 oh, seconds this... lap in a 20... Well, it's a mistake. The mistake. Like lock, lock, locking up into the last corner on yeah. the last chicane of the last lap, that that showed the pressure. Max, if you Max, pressure Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton don't really make those sorts of mistakes, and that's where Leclerc's just not quite in the same league, even though he's effectively being the the, the title contender. He's he's not he's not France, on the same for level. example, right? Yeah, he's not on the same level. He needs. I think the only way really Leclerc beats Max Verstappen in a championship is if he has a clearly fast, or maybe not clearly, but he has a faster car that is like uh, probably like the reverse of what we've had this year, where he's got the fast, the, like the consistently faster car, rather than the car that's a bit like hit and miss, depending on whatever the variables are yeah. that are causing Ferrari to occasionally be like that much slower than Red Bull and. Um, but a tire work. But then it's not well. just the, it's not the... just the Red Bull being fast. It's Max Verstappen being fast. Because if you compare what Max is doing with that car compared to what Perez is doing with that car, it's like it's down to the driver as well. And that's always the case with Formula One. Like everyone's always like, oh, you've got the best car, you got the best car. But people are going to be saying that about Max this year. That's not fair because you have well, to you be. Drive you drive twenty seconds, twenty-seven seconds to cap here. 
you start hungry and tent, you win hungry Wins with eight. Spa starts. Fifteen or uh, yeah, like, spa, effect, um, effectively fourteenth because there was a car missing in front of him, wasn't there? He started wins by twenty-five seconds as well there. Something. But yeah, still like wins the race by a mile. Um, Overtakes his teammate who started second. Yeah, win the race twenty-five seconds over his teammate. So yeah, and, then, and every, think... everyone rates Perez. I, I mean, I don't rate him as highly as some people do because he always has these mid-season lulls where he's just like seven races know. absent. I've signed my contract now, so I don't have to try, do I? <laughs> he does that quite a bit, but yeah. Uh, to be fair, he had, he had a really good race in Singapore. Singapore was a terrific race. Yeah, he, he, really he, hard. he handled the pressure, which Leclerc can't do. He had Leclerc breathing down his neck for like a significant portion of that race, and he was faultless. That's so. definitely true. Talk about pressure and being faultless, though. My. Yeah, Is this our segue into Latifi scoring points? <laughs> As, nah, well, it may be like, I think uh, now the, like Latifi getting a point today. Well done, mate. I'm happy for you. Uh, we yeah. now know his contract doesn't get extended. This is it for you. Yeah. Getting a point in the end of your career. I'm actually, I'm very happy with him for him. Right. It's two points actually. Right. Yeah. Got he ninth. got ninth, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I, I mean, it, the problem with Latifi is it's just a friendly fellow when you, when you see him on interviews, see him talk. He's, there's nothing to hate about him, but he just doesn't got right. I think that's no, I think, made. I think his reaction after Monza was a little bit off and, um, frankly, a little bit out of order. Just some of the stuff he said and the way he said it. But at the same time... He knew it. We said about he, that, uh, he knew it's done. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's if, if he didn't already know he wasn't getting a contract, he at least knew that he was fighting for a contract and he is was that was not a good showing for you know any kind of fight he was trying to make to be re-signed by Williams so he was under a lot of pressure uh, uh, he's not anymore now well now he's not no because he's not got maybe that helped him <laughs> yeah uh, um, he benefited from the early pit stop didn't he he did, he did the same as uh, Vettel one, and pitted Vettel, right, like yeah. when the safety car came in he actually went out at the same time with Vettel yeah, I was unsafe for reasons, yeah. from Vettel. Well, no, I, I wasn't 100% convinced by that because of the fact that Vettel's light went green and he set off when Latifi was effectively doing the same thing. He just had a much slower getaway from his pit box, and I think that was just wheel Lucky, spin. Maybe. I didn't get it investigated either, so I think he might Well, yeah, they looked at it and they said it was fine. Yeah. Um, and I think it's I think it's because he got a green light. He got the green light when it was safe. It was just he was that much slower getting out that it 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 made it look a lot closer. And I don't know if they can really stop him once he started going. So uh, I don't know. That might be another quite... little grey area in the rules about how to define it. Uh, when nothing happens, it doesn't actually matter. I think. Right? Yeah, they dealt with it like. And he did. He did well with that. He did the best he could with you know the situation going on to Inters. I I, I honestly thought more cars were going to do that. As soon as the safety car went in, I thought, like, the, the wet tyre, even when the track is flooded, is that much slower rubbish. than, yeah. like, the Inters. Like, you could, where you've got, like, sections of the track where you can go fast, you can go that much faster on the intermediates that when you hit a point where the bent, where the wets are actually a benefit to you, you don't lose enough time by slowing down on the intermediates to kind of negate that difference. Christian Horner was saying this uh, to Sky, I think it was, and basically said, like, the wet tyre, even when the track is, like, wet tyre conditions, is four seconds slower than the intermediates because there is basically there's enough enough sections of the track where the intermediates are fine that when you have to slow down for, you know, a risk of aquaplaning or whatever, you don't lose enough time over the wet tire to be worth taking the wet tire instead. So I just assumed when the safety car came in that every, like basically everyone was just going to pit for intermediates. I didn't because of the simple reason what, what happens if one spins off and you get another red flag and then you start in the pits, you got a lane up in the pit lane at, at place 20 years. I suppose there's that. Stop it, right? I didn't, yeah, I didn't so think I think that. the top players were just like, you know what? If everything's quiet, let the other let the back markers go. Let them do it first. Yeah. Let's see if it's actually faster and if it's safe. Everyone stays on two laps. Maybe I, maybe your top three don't do it then. I I think. I oh, think Alonso if, did it. 
Um, rather fast in Alonso did the B five rather fast. Well, he he was late to pit, wasn't he? He was much later to pit than everyone else. He did an extra lap because he was leading uh, the race at one point. Sorry, I meant Ocon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ocon, right. Yeah, well, what I was going to say is that if any of the top drivers are going to do it, I'm surprised Mercedes just didn't do it with Hamilton. Same. same. Because he, well, had I, a ch- I, he, he had a chance to leapfrog at least three cars in front of him, if not everyone. Why not do it if you're Leclerc, though? Well, so Leclerc, you, I mean, this is where I would actually... You can't keep up with Max. He was already four seconds behind Max after one lap. Then, no, but I was thinking, in, I, right? I was thinking just... immediately, like when the safety car comes in, pit with the safety car. Because that's yeah, what so, Latifi yeah. and Vettel did. Because then, yeah. you, then you maximize Fair. your time yeah. on the intermediates. But... but then at least if when you do it right away, you have to force Red Bull into making a move or not. Yeah. Right? And now it's like, okay, Max can drive away because he has got clear sight anyways. Yeah. Uh, I know after one lap, he had a four-second lead already, so you knew it was pretty much done. Yeah. And, and undercut would be useless with four seconds ahead. So you, you knew Max would go and go in. The moment yeah. he saw someone after, like in the top six, go in, he would go in as well. So I suppose some of the early top teams would also be looking at what the other drivers were doing or went after they'd paid for intermediates and maybe wanted to let someone else make the gamble first, which, is, you know, that's, that's pretty common. It's sort of cookie but crumbles at times, right? The, the commentary here were kept, kept going on about how, well, it was more crofty. It wasn't Jensen Button. He was, I wish he'd be on commentary more often because he's great. But Crofty, I think it was Crofty was saying like that Vettel was losing time on the leaders, on the intermediates. He was slower. No, he no, he said the fastest lap, the first lap he came out. Yeah, he was constantly 37 seconds behind um, Max. He said the fastest he, lap straight after, Yeah, second fastest lap again, and then Russell did it. And he, he wasn't losing any time. So it's like, if you're not losing time... You should go. Just yeah. go on to the inter- intermediates, because it's only going to get faster. And yeah, because they kept Mick in third place on wets, and they kept him in for four laps or something. Else. Yeah, and then he ended up finishing last. So, well, until per- uh, Gasly got Gasly his got penalty. Spent, but, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, that was a gamble. They were just... They were even... Af- they were basically doing what you were thinking. If they got a red flag, I get it. Yeah. But, like, they were doing what you were thinking, but like... But those four laps... Once you got overtaken by Hamilton, Ocon, Alonso, well, then go in, man. I, mean, I can I can see what they were doing. They were they were basically leaving him out as long as they could to keep him in a points position. That's what they did. As soon as he dropped out of the points, that's when they pitted him. Yeah, and it was but just useless. You don't. He was just constantly playing the gamble. It was like if we get the red flag this lap, we're gonna you know even if we're in eighth, we've jumped five cars. Uh, they're equal with AlphaTauri, I guess. So why not gamble? Yeah, so it's a massive gamble that didn't pay off. Um, but I, his career's done as well. We were talking about drivers. I think uh, Mick, you said maybe Mick stays in. I say Mick crashing after um, after the, the free yeah. practice and the fact that they left him out to dry today. At least they could gamble, but he was the one they took a gamble with. I think he's done for, right? Uh, probably, maybe. I, honestly, I don't really know. <laughs> I, I can't I tell gotta what find ha- someone, but you've noticed he's I, there every single week now. So Yeah, I don't know what Hass is going to do. Um, I saw a rumor, I don't know how true it is, though, uh, um, a, a week or two ago that Haas were now leaning towards keeping Schumacher. But then you don't know if um, if that's like just playing games with driver market a little bit, um, whether it's to do with negotiations with another driver or another team, yeah, you know, to try know. and make them take a little bit of a pay cut or something. Or whether it's just someone just, you know, someone said, oh, I think I think they're going to stick with, with Schumacher. And then someone else has gone around and said, oh, they're going to stick with Schumacher. Because you know how these one thing yeah. gets said, and then the key word being, you know, maybe, or something like that, gets dropped from the quote, and suddenly it turns into going from someone guessing something to someone stating it as some kind of fact. So. Yeah, maybe we'll get half points today. So, you know, well, yeah. that's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, worst kept secret, though, when you talk about driving market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gasly to Alpine confirmed this weekend, finally. We said like four weeks ago or something that that was very likely to happen. Yeah. Uh, and that means Nick to Vries to Alpha Tauri. Yeah, that's great. Which I think was a pretty good move. But then I looked at the standing today. I was like, yeah, you just you went from Williams to Alpha Tauri. I were in Formula One, but the current situation at Alfa Tauri isn't that 
upgraded. <laughs> but hey, you're going to no, but that. it's at least it's permanent seat, and it's it's in the Red Bull family. Multiple and, year contract, he said. And the Red Bulls don't mind swapping a driver around if they need to. So if Perez has a rough year, maybe he can get shuffled up to be Max Verstappen's teammate. <laughs> Good, very much, right? Especially if they're going to turn around and say Perez will not renew your contracts next year. Which could also be considering yeah, his age. Because then, I think, they, then they can shuffle him without any repercussions as well. Yeah. Uh, it's cool, though. I mean, two Dutch in a Formula 1. I quite like it. Uh, Max advised him to call Marco and get that deal done, he said. So I, yeah, I think it, that, yeah. that helped. I think that helped for uh, Yeah, Max definitely had a word, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so that definitely helped. But uh, yeah, that's cool. That means we got possibly one seat that has still left. Daniel Ricciardo has confirmed today that he won't have a seat next year. In no, he's focusing on the year after. Yeah, yeah. so uh, probably being a reserve driver somewhere. Uh, yeah, Mercedes and- was getting floated around as an idea because obviously they've lost... Nick DeVries now, haven't they? So that's true. But they got a lot of they still have stuff full as well, right? So Yeah. Don't necessarily think you need to have uh yet another non Mercedes driver in. But I I mean it's we hope we get he gets a cool seat, you know. We all I like hope so, him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have one seat left. Uh and that is I'm very much thinking oh of course Latifi, who's got this yeah. contract not extended. Yeah, um, we got Sargent four weeks ago. Could very much still be the case. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know who else it would be. I'm I, I, honestly, I've not been following uh, the junior series as much this year, so I, I don't know who who so who might get promoted up and you know put into that scene yeah. as a like here you go here's your entrance into Formula One, prove yourself, kind of kind of role so I, I really don't know who it's also the least in drink seat of the of them all so we'll yeah. see and it doesn't even it doesn't even have to be a young driver i mean look at albon getting put in a williams seat it, they, they could they could do some, yeah getting they, an alpha now at 27 so yeah yeah There's so they, plenty they, of they could do something like that i i i can understand why ricardo wouldn't want that seat he's he knows Curia over when he does, right? He's he's a better driver than a Williams seat. Um But yeah, I mean could Mick Mick maybe side shuffle across there if has ditch him? I don't know. And plus also The problem do, with Mick is for me, I think like he's a cool guy, but where did, did he actually show the potential? There's no he's, outstanding performance anywhere and he's had a always couple. what keeps clinging to him is Oh, you crashed Monaco, you crashed there, you crashed there, you crashed there. He's had a oh, couple of decent races. Oh, yeah, he had an all right race at... Uh, Silverstone this year. This, that's basically Silverstone was a good one. It. He had a good race at uh, Zanfort. was a pretty good race for him. Uh, a pretty good weekend overall for him. Because he was, he was massively outperforming um, Magnussen, wasn't he, that, that race? Yeah, but I mean, Haas started off this year pretty well, and he was nowhere to be seen. He was right? nowhere at the start, no, but I think it took a while for him to just kind of settle in this season or something. But, yeah, I mean, K-Mag probably sh- uh, shocked him a little bit because he came in just <laughs> swinging and just, was yeah. like, dominating. Uh, Which Mick is cool, at the start though. of the season. It was great to see, yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's talk about... Sorry. Go ahead. Um no, that's all I've got. I was just thinking who else could go to Williams. I don't know, basically. <laughs> yeah, we don't know either. We'll, and we'll stop guessing because the last time we spent 45 minutes talking about Colton Herta. And you know how that ended up. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll not go there someday. Yeah. Um, there's so much to discuss, though. Uh, budget gap stuff. But let's wait till we actually get some results in next week. There's no point covering hypotheticals on that, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's all leaked information and hearsay so far. So I don't think yeah. that's... Um, much speculation going on but the one thing we have to do though is Saints spinning off being red flagged and there has been a tractor on track I think that has to be our last topic to finish off the show with yeah uh, again I mean it's just another reason to rant about Formula 1 um, the second that car spun off hit the wall and was then like the the cameras cut to him before he'd even finished moving. And he was like half on the track with the entire back of his car wrecked. That car was not going to move. 
why is somebody not just immediately scrambling for the safety car button or the red flag button? Because you've got... They were really fast with the safety car, though. I think the, the safety car was think, really I'd, fast. Yeah. I don't think they were fast enough still. I mean, they, they still got another, like, Max was still, like, halfway around the lap. They they called the safety car out just in time to catch Max on the, yeah. on the straight. Like, I think Max was coming up to, like, 130R or whatever when they called the safety car. So they, You got a 130, and then you got the chicane, so it's not that far. Yeah, exactly. So they basically, at that point, they'd made a decision. It's like, we've got to put the safety car out now if we want yeah. to catch Max. Um. And I think it should have been called before that. I think it should have been called as soon as, as soon as the camera's looking at a camera, a, a car that is clearly never going to move again without assistance because its rear and wings it's hanging off the road. <laughs> and its back wheels are not pointing straight. It's half in the road. It's in those conditions. Like, honestly, how science... Oh, you can't see him either, by the way. How, exactly, <laughs> because of the conditions. How science didn't get T-boned by another car it's just pure luck. Like, yeah. if forgetting the tractor, someone could have died just through a car hitting a car that was stationary on the track like that. Look at uh, Spa a couple of years Spa ago. Spa last year, yeah. Was that last year? Oh, two years, two years ago. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. On, on top of like, Rouge, where they just like, drove through, straight through the car. Yeah. That, could have, that could have happened today. That yeah. went a lot faster, though, than today. Yeah, but it still but still hurts <laughs> that that kind of impact with the cars yeah. like that like driving at that sort of speed like they're not they're not really made for that are they like a stationary car being or it doesn't even have to be stationary but a, yeah. a car being hit by the front of a car into the side of a car at those sorts of speeds is like they, they, there's only so yeah. much they can design sign said it was scary because i wanted to get out but i thought it was safer not to get out of 100 he did the right <laughs> thing there if he if he like imagine if he was half getting out of the car and the car and then got hit yeah like that doesn't bear thinking about it's just potentially horrendous but then they clean up the car after the safety car safety car comes on track they pick up everything and they red flag the section the moment Max and the crew hits the second turn of Suzuka, but there's two cars behind, far behind. The no, the red the red flag didn't come out until after the pack had already passed under Again? Okay. under safety car and yellow flag. Because what what really all of this comes down to is Perez, uh, not Perez, sorry, Pierre Gasly, um, and his ranting about it, which was entirely justified. And that is, he's, I wouldn't say he's flying around the track. He's going faster around the track than they are behind the safety car. But even under a virtual safety car or a yellow double yellow flag situation, they're going faster than the safety car because the safety car mm -hmm. is restricted by the fact that, yeah, it's a, it's a high-performance car, but it's still effectively a road car. Oh, it's got, you know, it might have, like, suspension done and tires and all the rest of it you know it was stuff to it doesn't got thousand brake horsepower no over no. that bite so. so it can only go so fast and it can only go so fast around a corner because it doesn't have the, the downforce that formula one car has so he's coming around the track basically trying to catch up to the back of the pack which that always happens that's nothing new like they have a delta to stick to and that delta is faster than the safety car so he is going to be going faster than what the safety car would be doing. So he's going to be going around the track quicker. And he comes up on a tractor in the middle of the circuit, or maybe not in the middle of the circuit, that's exaggerating, but it's, it's, it's basically on the circuit, almost completely blinded by the spray and just the conditions. So Pierre doesn't really see it until he's almost on top of it, but fortunately he's not on that line anyway. And there's the argument that, like, well, there's been a crash and he should know this, that, and the other, but he doesn't know the state of the car that crashed. He doesn't know that it's definitely in that no. same place. He doesn't know that there's a tractor on circuit. Um, so if anything, if any, if you're going to blame any, anyone for what Pierre did, it's his team, because his team should have said, there's a car half on the track, there's marshals going onto the track, there's now a tractor going onto the track, it's double, double yellows slow right down basically um but then the other thing was like that it feels like i feel like i you're gonna have to forgive me i feel like i'm being very cynical about formula one at the moment and i can't help it because oh, really? they're, they're I've, I've not doing a lot of no, things no. that are making me feel cynical what it feels like to me is they just completely forgot about pierre gasly 
And when mm-hmm. he comes flying around the track up to a tractor and on the circuit, and Vettel, he comes back, when he comes flying around the track, can, you know, I, I say flying, flying relative to the safety car. Wow, which, 200 kph, right? That was later on, though. No, no, it was there. He was 200 kph there. He was 250 when he got the penalty. Oh, okay. So he, was, he set himself so, about 200 when he came there. But if he's within his delta at the time, that's all he's got to, that's all he's got to drive to. Yeah. No, so if, they, I don't if, think they, true. if they start doing stuff that is not safe to a delta, then you, you've got a problem with your delta, not with the driver and how he's driving. I think they realized because then the moment he got there, they red flagged. Exactly. Same. This is what, this is what again, I think they completely forgot that Pierre Gasly was like, had pitted. He wasn't bunched up with the rest of the, the, the field. You know, he comes out of the pits. He's trying to catch up to the, safe, the back of the safety car, as we've already determined is normal and he is entitled to do as long as he's not breaking his deltas. Um, and then I think someone has looked at the track map and said, hang on a minute, we've already got a tractor going out. The conditions are absolute garbage. And we've got Pierre Gasly flying around like he's one corner away. And Fettel's behind him still, right? Yeah. Hit the red button. <laughs> so it turns to a red flag literally like a second before he is at the scene of that incident with the tractor on the circuit. And they can't say, they can't, to me, they can't turn around and say, well, he drove past it under a red flag. You gave him like a second warning. At that point, he can't really do anything. That's not what he got the penalty for, though. No, no, no. But I mean, if they're trying to defend against Well, I, it felt complaint. like they did that, honestly. But... Yeah, they were, try- they were basically saying, oh, Pierre was going too fast behind the red flag. No. It's like, well, the red flag, he only got like a second warning. And if you break there, he just runs into it anyways. Yeah, and you got all that water on the track. Right? Off, yeah. yeah, he's just got the chat. All he's all he's going to do is aquaplane off or slide off, or so he's he's got to be very careful, like driving the car. Yeah, and he gets his frustration right because he misses the tractor. Um, he sees Saint standing there, but he immediately thinks about his his buddy that passed away six years ago now. I think it is it six or is it eight? I thought eight, it was maybe already. Could be. I think it's been uh, quite a, quite yeah, a while. Yeah, could be, but. Um, on in Japan as well, by the way. Although the tractor wasn't on the race, of course. So. No, that was, I mean it was a different, slightly different set of circumstances, and they didn't have things like the virtual safety car rules, and that's why the virtual safety car rule was brought in was to stop people from because at the time you would only have like yellows, you wouldn't have full track yellows, you'd only have incident yellows, yeah, and then yeah, the rest of the track would be green. So you'd still be the track was still a race track, even though there'd be sections of the track where it would say don't race people push those boundaries a little bit in the other time because uh, you know if you a scary the rules, situation on the last i think and yeah. uh, i get his frustration uh, fia now stated that they are going to do an investigation and they should and they need to look at should. this procedure yeah. they, i mean they, i, I, I can see, see people I, sending like you can't like you you have to move the you can't have a red flag every time you have to move away a car no there's something to be said about that as well i think well um the real problem... But in this situation, I, let me... Sorry, sorry. You can't put the car off the track without a, a truck in this situation, yeah. right? Without a crane. Yeah. That means you have to put the crane on the track. Yeah. I don't... People say, and I, I think I agree there, is you can't always then red flag the no. race and do it. No. But I do think you have to take into consideration that there's no visibility... Yep. Here. They have, they, so there's no way to see it until you're there. They just have and to use that co- should be the reason to say, okay, you know what? When it's raining like this and the visibility is poor, then it should always be red flag when the tractor's out. Just, because yeah. in Monza, they did the same with uh, um, Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. And well, it almost went wrong with the freeze, honestly. But it wasn't too much of an issue because you can see it miles away. Yeah, when you came there and you saw red, uh, yellow flag, you know it's not yellow, you know, and and they had the entire pack bunched, uh, bunched up, and that is the key difference because that was why the safety car ended up catching Russell, and that was to create yeah. a gap because everyone was complaining after that, like why why did it catch Russell and why didn't it catch? Oh, that's um, why <laughs> Max Verstappen. It was to create a gap for a truck to be on the track and for the marshals to do their thing, and that's fair enough. Um. And that's all they needed to do today. Just don't put the tractor on until all the cars are 100% bunched up. And then yeah. you can say, right, tractor goes on. The cars are only going to be able to go past this uh, scene at 
50 miles an hour or whatever it is because they are behind the safety car. They can't go any faster than the safety car. Now you can inform people. And then, then you've got no problem. All they have to do yeah. is wait one more lap before they put the tractor out. Uh, like you said, it's probably a mistake, communication error. They went yeah. out, then they or, called Or it. just somebody jumped the gun. You know, someone's just thought, oh, they've gone past. Quick, get the, come on, lads, get, let's get out there, get the tractor out. I mean, I think, I can't remember how it works. There's, there's like also a, in Japan, there's, usually, there's been more mistakes, not like this, but... With safety cars with procedures with flags. Yeah, where there's been, a communication been error because of the languages. Yeah. Where it's called by race control, but has to be executed by the stewards that are not there is a barrier there. Definitely, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if there's something up there as well. Maybe. But I think they just like like I was saying as well, they just have to apply a little bit of common sense. Like the conditions as well. Like just just consider what's yeah. going on. Consider the conditions, consider Panic. the track, consider everything. And it's better to be too safe than not safe enough. So the race it, director it, we had today is a very safe one, by the way. Yeah. He's known to be very, extremely safe. Well, it, it, something went wrong today with it because uh, it wasn't safe enough. Nobody it, didn't it want to been... start, the, start the race in the rain. He didn't want to – he postponed the race with, uh, directly uh, uh, straight away again. Um, mm. I think everything went well except this this moment, so there has to be some – I'm yeah. curious to the investigation. But I think we all – we both agree it should never ha- have happened, and it's good thing no. there's no – and people sometimes say uh, uh, he's overreacting, but knowing what happened to his friend, of course – that's I the problem. It, it, yeah, you know, it's a little bit of trauma as well. You, you go past, you remember the track, you remember the incident, and of course you're scared, and of course you're frustrated, and you're rightfully so. Every time any of that, particularly that generation of driver that were like close with Bianchi and drove with him, are all going to feel it very fresh every time they go to Suzuka because yeah. that's where it happened. So when the, the, I, th- I think it was that's what magnified it for um, Pierre because it was at Suzuka and it just you know emotions are high, adrenaline and gets pumping overall. Actually. Yeah, I mean I, I, it, he'll he'll have adrenaline pumping because he's you know he's thinking that was a near death experience potentially like what was that, and then he's got emotions running high because he's at Suzuka and it's the same thing that killed a friend of his. Like, and not to not to forget he's been on. Edge all weekend. Qualifying was very frustrated, very yeah. horrible. Yeah, he was having uh, problems with cows. He, he? Said the, yeah, he said the, two, the team screwed him over. Uh, yeah. So all the frustration and then being scared and get your heart rate up all the way to 250, I think. Yeah, just the right for me. So the penalty, I have to say that the penalty they gave him has nothing to do with this incident itself. No. But after that incident, he hit the pedal even harder to get yeah. closer and he did exceed the delta yeah, by that... far and then he was on the red flag and he was far exceeding the delta That's... and he also stated this evening to yeah. be honest it happened on turn 14 and 15 I think he said that the incident was turn 12 I got the penalty for turn 14 and 15 completely agree with everything they said about that I'm I'm fully responsible for that so that's that's good to me that's no different uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a decent example now, but that, that's that's just emotions and adrenaline. Still I, I, very I, dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous, and he deserves a penalty. And he's gone away. He's cooled down, and he's thought about it with a with a clear yeah. head, and thought, "Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That was stupid." Everybody's done something like that in life, exactly. You know, I think everyone forgives Pierre, though. But I think it's. Uh, I just wanted to make sure, make clear that it has nothing to do with the fact he. Past the, the the tractor itself, those are two separate incidents. Both incidents, both people were wrong. Uh, Gasly yeah, was wrong with just, the penalty, and he, the tractor was wrong being on track. Yeah, both incidents got investigated. The one is still ongoing, yeah. and for the other one, Gasly got penalty. Even even if Pierre was going too fast past that scene, that that doesn't still mean that make it's, it, good. it doesn't mean it's okay for the tractor to be there. Like just because he's done something wrong doesn't mean that the FIA hasn't done something wrong, and vice versa. Like. You can have two things that are wrong. Uh, Still doesn't make it right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Talk about not going wrong, right, James? Yeah. That's something we've been doing, which could we we could have done better. Of course, we missed Singapore Grand Prix, but what we uh, also missed was our queue 
to end the podcast and try to make it without in an hour. We didn't miss it yet this week, so I wanted to try if we can round it up this week. Yeah, let's and maybe return shorter, even if there's no Grand Prix going, because there's so much to talk about where we have to cut the deal. Yeah. Um, James, where can people find you? Is my question then. Um, on Twitter, I am uh, at F1 in Focus, James. All you find, yeah, perfect. You can find the show at F1 in Focus Pod, and of course on uh, all podcast services around the world. It's uh, lights out for tonight, James. Yeah. Uh, I had to ask what you were eating or drinking. Do you have something? No, because I, I can't drink. I'm on antibiotics. So right. I, can't. I got I got a drink, but that's not relevant. I got a yeah. uh, Japanese special, though. I got the Yuki salad tonight. Oh, yeah. Which is just basically green salad with chicken and everything in it. That's all right. But sometimes it has a little bit of uh, wasabi in it. So when you no. take a bite, you have to curse out loud. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> yeah, see, you, see you next time. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.